Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Better or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good and the bad and everything in between surrounding the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside Lindsay Hansen, our social media manager. Lindsay, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I am doing well. Our playoffs, uh, our, our playoff hopes are still somewhat alive, so we live to fight another week. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're very much alive. About a half game, uh, depending on how you look at the tie, about a half game gameish back of the Washington Commanders. Uh, very much alive. Uh, Green Bay, you know, just needs to win out still, so they got to beat Minnesota and Detroit the next two weeks, yep. and hope that Washington loses at least once. Excuse me. Whew. So hopefully that uh, hopefully that can happen. Um, you know, Washington and New York both play. One plays Philly, one plays Dallas the last week of the year. And Philly, all Philly has to do is win one more game and they wrap up the NFC East and, uh, the top seed in the NF and the, uh, top seed in the conference and the, in the first round by, they get the lone first round by now. So, you know, looking ahead to see, hopefully, you know, the, hopefully something happens this week that, uh, Helps out the Packers, but yeah, they're, they're very much alive, you know, at least considering where they were earlier this season. It's nice to have at least relevant football games this time of year. You know, we were all, we were all thinking this was going to be an extended tryout for Jordan Love, which has not happened yet. So the Packers are going to have a tough decision in that regard, you know, um, this spring, but, uh, yeah, well, so and we, uh, every team that we needed to lose, uh, this, this past weekend, did end up losing. So that's pretty freaking cool, man. Like we got, we got some major help in that respect too. And then obviously we won, uh, yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Things are, things are looking up. They were looking bleak for quite a bit. So. Yeah. You know, we'll take it. Um, you know, like I said, the Packers still have stuff to make a decision on Jordan love coming up, but I mean, given the alternative of being like maybe, you know, like four and what, four and 12 at this point. Uh, I think this is definitely better. Uh, so Green Bay win, beating Miami once again, a comeback fashion, 26 to 20. Uh, definitely once again, you know, this is kind of who the team is at this point, a tale of two halves. So, uh, let's start off. Obviously, you know, let's, let's start off. Uh, Lindsay, go ahead and let's get us started with, uh, what actually went right in this, uh, big win. Yeah. So, um, as we all know, we were, we were down 2010 at half. Things were definitely looking bleak. Um, and then the second half came and the Packers showed up and they fought their way to the W. Uh, defense delivered three interceptions in the second half from Alexander Campbell and Douglas, uh, bringing total turnovers and takeovers to four yesterday. 
um, Merry Christmas to us, <laughs> or as the Packers social media put it, Merry Pickmas. Um, one of which in the, so at the two minute mark or just, just before halftime, um, and Reed stripped Moster, how do you say it? Moster, right? With the, he, the, the fumble recovery, I think it was, it was Moster. Um, yeah, correct. It's, I've heard it's, yeah, Moster, that's right. Okay, perfect. And he read stripped him, recovered the fumble just before half. So uh, that gave the ball back to the Packers and set up the subsequent turnovers in the second half. It just it was truly a, a momentum changer of a play, and it was really really great to see, uh, you know, a big big play from Reed. Um, I mean, the second half and first half were just night and day, but damn, they looked good in the second half. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing that they definitely have learned to play adversity football, though. You know, we were, we've been pretty tough on Matt LaFleur. Like, you know, as soon as his teams get punched in the mouth, you know, uh, they, they tend to fold, roll over, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they've definitely have learned to play in adversity better, you know, and I got to give Matt LaFleur credit there that they've, they've learned to claw back, and this team fought. Uh, the entire way. So I, you know, trailing, trailing by a score at the half instead of 10 uh, definitely helped, uh, you know, getting that double up opportunity, you know, it definitely is a uh, huge thing when you're down two scores. So yeah, that was a huge play uh, that kind of really, you know, flipped the script a little bit on the game and hopefully the defense can keep doing that, you know, for two more games and then hopefully into the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and another person that had a, just a big day was big dog, uh, Mercedes Lewis. He got open for Roger for a short, um, one yard touchdown on fourth and goal, uh, putting the Packers on the board. So that was the first score of the game. Um, or rather the first touchdown, excuse me. So, um, then it was that he had that that big 31 yarder to open the second half, which set them up to score again on that same drive. So he he had a big night. I mean, we do, we usually don't see much of him. We we see a play or two here and there, but uh, but yesterday it seemed like it seemed like it was you know a little bit more um, <laughs> more focused on on him. I mean, it, it wasn't the the Mercedes Lewis show by any means, but he did have some key plays for us, including obviously that, that touchdown. So thoughts on that. Yeah. Combined age between the two on that touchdown. I think they said a 77 (laughs) years between the two. Um, But yeah, he, you know, usually when you see plays downfield by the tight end, usually it's Robert Tunyon that's doing it. Uh, Mercedes Lewis obviously can still get it done. Rogers implicitly trusts him uh, as we have seen. Uh, you know, it's good, it's good to have that second tight end option. I hope he's got at least another year in him. Uh, but you know, usually Lewis is more in blocking, you know, they, I was surprised to see, you know, and I, that long completion, I'm like, Oh, that was Lewis down the field. You don't, you know, you don't usually see him in the vertical game too much. So kind of a, kind of a nice little wrinkle there. And that was actually a heck of a throw by Rogers, uh, to drop that, you know, dime in the bucket there. So a yeah. uh, big game for him. Uh, hopefully, hopefully more, more to come. Cause if you can get both tight ends involved. Uh, that that just opens things up even more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and yeah, you 
um, you said it like, I mean, Rogers and him just have that, that trust. And so I know that, uh, Rogers likes to utilize him when he can. And, uh, and yeah, it's always good to, to see big dog, um, get some, some good plays in there. Cause it's not very, not very often that we see him, but when we do, it's, it's typically good. Another, uh, I mean, just stand out. We all know this and, um, this is part of our worst section as well. We'll get to it, but in terms of performance, Nixon, I mean, he did it again, the first return of the game. He ran it back for literally 94 yards, giving the offense incredible field position, field position that we, I don't think have had in I don't even know how, especially off of a, you know, a return. I mean, 94 yard return. Unfortunately, Rogers and offense could not make anything of it except for, you know, we had to take the, the field goal um, as a result, but um, man, was it fantastic. I thought he was going all the way. I really, really did. And he like, even in his post-game interview, he was like, I was so close. I was so mad that I didn't get all the way to the, the end zone. He was like, we will, uh, one of these days. <laughs> um, so I know he's hungry for it. And, um, I mean, I just, I cannot say enough good things about this kid. I, he, he's, he's everything that we've been needing for the past two years when we've, um, been using, you know, Amari, like, again, I, I, I can say it 200 times and still never understand why they, they chose to use Amari when we had Nixon this year. So I, um, I just, I love watching him play. I really, really enjoy watching him. He's a lot of fun. And I just hope he keeps it up because man, is he just a standout player for us. Yeah, they, they came very close to housing that. And that was actually my prediction for the week is that the Packers were actually going to score a special teams touchdown. And boy, if that didn't come within a whisker of happening, but you know, once again, hundred yard, hundred yard return game, you know, that was, he had most of the heavy lifting done after that one return. So it, you know, he, he's going to house one at some point, I think. And I, I would get him an, ex- if he's not locked up, I think he, he's definitely needs an extension going forward. Cause man, that, uh, God, that was close. That would have been a beautiful Christmas surprise, but yeah. Hey, they've got to re, they've got a returner now. And that's, you know, stinks that the offense couldn't, couldn't finish the job there. We'll talk more about that later, but what a, what a welcome sight. God, it was so fun. And I mean, the next, that next time the dolphins wouldn't, they, they weren't taking a chance on giving, giving him the ball. So they kicked it short. I mean, that, that is when you know that your returner is phenomenal. When the other team is like, now we're not going to, we're not going to risk it. (laughs) We're going to kick it short and not like make sure that he doesn't have a chance to return it. That's so freaking cool to be in that spot because we haven't been here in God knows how long. And it's a really good feeling. Yeah. We're probably talking like the days of Desmond Howard, maybe Alan Rossum, but definitely I would say for sure, you know, that at some point where people weren't kicking to the Packers, we're talking like 25 plus years ago. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a 
a welcome addition. Absolutely. And uh, Mason Crosby, he made history yesterday. He broke the franchise record for most consecutive regular season games. Um, He reached 256 yesterday. Favre previously held the record at 255. And so um, Crosby has, oh gosh, he has been with this team. I mean, he's a lifer and I, I love, I love Crosby. I think he, he has been so reliable for us for such a long, long time. And has he been perfect or like anything like that? Obviously not. I know that he's made big mistakes for us and, and messed up, but who hasn't? Also, I just, I think that he, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at his record and when you look at his, his success rate, he is um, a very reliable player for us. And so it was a nice little, uh, they did a special like, like montage video on, on social media. Um, and, and that was just really cool to see just in his honor. Cause he has been with his team since what, 2007, right? So um, just cool to see him make history and, uh, and hold that record. Yeah. He's the only player on the roster besides Rogers, obviously that had played with both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Um, so that is, that is incredible. Uh, when you consider how long Favre has been gone now, uh, you know, and if you have, if anybody hasn't seen that video, uh, that the Packers released that actually Rogers narrated about Crosby, go watch it. It will give you chills. Um, you know, how many times, you know, people were calling for, calling for his job, you know, and, you know, he, he's had to be pushed a couple of times, but the state, he's, he's held off the challenge and he's been reliable. You know, he definitely doesn't have the strength, you know, the leg strength that he had, but man, what a, you know, he had, and he had four field goals plus the PATs yesterday. So I, you know, he's, he's still, he's, he can still do it. Um, I don't know, you know, in terms of kickoffs, I, you know, that obviously I, you know, we, we joke about him not being able to kick the ball out of the end zone, but, uh, that, you know, he's, as terms of field goals, he's, he's still got it. And uh, I'm glad he's still in Green Bay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love the guy. He's, he's just a, a really, really good dude too. Um, in, you know, off the field. So that's always, uh, that's always great to see good guys get, you know, get celebrated um, in the way that, that they deserve, uh, especially after all he's done for the Packers. So congratulations, Crosby. We love you. And with that, we are going to take a really quick break and we will be back with the worst section of our show and to look ahead to the Vikings next week. So come on back, everybody. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child 
didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. So obviously, you know, with the way the Packers have been playing on this three-game winning streak, it has not always been perfect. Uh, once again, definitely a, a tale of two halves yesterday. Um, but the one trend, you know, the one trend throughout the game that made me scratch my head a little bit. I mean, I get the guys hurt, but where the heck was Aaron Jones? You know, they, they take the ball out of his hands and the offense tends to sputter a bit. You know, they started running the ball a little bit more yesterday and look at that. The run, the, it comes back alive. I don't know if that was a conscious decision by LaFleur or if Rogers just checked out of that many runs. But, you know, I, I still do not understand. Like, the offense needs to run through. It's, I feel like we've said this all year, but it's true. The offense is running through the wrong air, and it needs to run through 33, not 12. Uh, obviously, you know, the Aaron Rodgers is, you know, <laughs> getting paid all that money, so he's going to be the focal point of the offense. But I don't know. Maybe is Aaron Jones hurt more? What, what do we think? Why was he not more involved yesterday? Yeah, I I do think that it's um it's his old injuries that just appear I think they're lingering a little bit longer than anyone expected. Um I think that's definitely a big part of it cuz when I mean, you know, we have we had been using him um uh very heavily and then we dialed it back and then we started using him again and then we dialed it back again. So I, I do think that we're starting to see a little bit of a pattern here. And I, and I know that they have kind of mentioned it a bit in that in Aaron Rodgers too. Um, yesterday after or the post game press conference, I, I think he, um, he even mentioned, uh, you know, the, that lingering injuries. So, I mean, he finished with just eight touches, six carries for 25 yards and two receptions for nine total. So, I mean, he did have the longest run of the day, that 18 yarder on first and 20 um, after that holding call that helped us so significantly because, you know, there was a time when first and 20 wasn't as daunting as it is today, but with this team first and 20 is like, Oh boy, that's a, <laughs> that's a much harder feat um, with this uh, aging QB and, and this team sometimes. So, um, so he helped us out significantly there. I mean, I just, I hope if it is injuries that are kind of flaring up and not healing completely, I do hope he's, he feels better very soon because he is needed. Um, I mean, we, he's just, words can't express how important he is to this team. So um, I just, I really hope he's, he feels better. 
Yeah, and even you know, just a just a week ago, you know how well they ran AJ Dillon, you know, against the Rams with both of them. You know, it just it just seemed like it was a little little perplexing perplexing of a game plan. But you know, it it, it could have been worse, could have been much worse. But uh, you know, the going back to the first half, you know, especially you know, we talk again about the tale of two halves. Defensively, the first half was terrible. Um, that 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 long throw that Tua made to well, not even a long throw it was probably the air yards. It was moderate, but you know that to Jalen Waddle and they go. He goes eighty four yards for a touchdown uh, with Jair taking a horrible angle as far as a tackle, but not really. Nobody else could really keep up with him, and he's you know Waddle's not the one you got to worry about in terms of speed. They got Tyree Kill there. Yeah. Uh, just, I just don't understand, you know, once again, the, the defense, you know, it's, it'd be nice just to have a complete game and not have to worry about them trying to plug holes and, you know, at least they stopped the leak a little bit, but it'd be nice if there wasn't a leak in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my, my, I'm just, I'm, I'm legitimately starting to get concerned now that the Packers are digging themselves out of this hole that I hope to God they don't fool themselves into bringing Joe Barry back. Um, you know, with the news out of Denver today that Nathaniel Hackett, getting fired uh i would love to see if they you know it came down to joe barry and ajiro evero and i hope to god if you know whoever denver brings in blows up that staff i hope uh, i hope that frees up evero and maybe matt lafleur can get a chance to correct his mistake but uh once again big plays especially uh you know we we knew they were going to give green bay fits but it was still still rough to see yeah i mean that uh, that touchdown i I don't, I don't even know sometimes just watching this defense. It's so uh, mind boggling to me. Some of these holes and and gaps that we're seeing and just like mistakes from people who should not be making the mistakes that they are. And if they could just be the team, they were second half always, we would be, in a much better spot, it would be, um, <laughs> it would be a lot easier on all of us. But uh, you know, I think as long as Joe Barry is at the helm, we are going to continue facing these just horrible, horrible plays. And um, I do truly, truly hope that LaFleur and the front office learned their lesson from Amari in that we should not keep people for longer than they deserve to be there. And Amari showed it much sooner than when they fire or when they let him go. And, uh, and Joe Barry has, has shown it many, 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 many times that he's not, he's not a cut out for the job. So let him go and bring in someone who can, utilize these guys because we have the talent. So let's find someone who can utilize that and, and make it work for a full game and not just one half. Yeah, it's, I, we, I, I hope to God they don't, they don't fool themselves into this. Um, I really don't. The defense, the defense needs some retooling. Um, and I, I think they're smart enough, but you know, I I will have to wait and see, but I, I can't imagine that Joe Barry is going to continue. But if they sneak into the playoffs, that it, it's possible. So that's that's that is the other side of of this miraculous playoff run, as it might fool them into making a decision they really shouldn't make. Uh, and then also, kind of on our on our naughty list, you know, the day after Christmas, 
Aaron Rodgers playing hero ball once again. So they had a fourth and one at the Miami 37. And then he decides to throw a hero YOLO ball, whatever you want to call it, to Christian Watson that he overthrows. I mean, Watson's got speed, but, you know, at that point, like, you, dude, you've got, you've got two good running backs. You need one yard. Move the sticks and then go on from there. I just, I do not seem to understand that decision. I mean, if uh, he might have thought, maybe he thought he had a good matchup there. I, I don't know, but like, I, you need one, like, you need a yard just getting, keep the, just keep the chains moving. Like, you had plenty of time. You weren't up against it. I, I, I don't understand that decision. It's, it's He's got to play within the structure of the offense and stop trying to be the hero all the time. Yeah, Watson's fast, but I mean, he's not, he's not superhuman and he overthrew him by just, it was, I, ugh. I mean, it's just the, the inconsistency. There are times where it doesn't look like Rogers at all. And then other times where it's classic Rogers, where it's only throws that Rogers could make and more and more those are becoming few and and far between um and Watson's was definitely one of those times where it was like like you obviously could see what he was doing he was trying to throw past the defender and you know set Watson up but he overthrew it by like way too much for Watson couldn't catch up with that I mean like I said he's fast but he's not superhuman so um so yeah I mean it's just that inconsistency and it, you know, in the accuracy in the red zone offense, eh, I don't know. It's just, uh, we're not used to it and I'm still not used to it, even though it's been all season like this, unfortunately. Um, but you know, when we do get the taste of classic Rogers, I'm like, God, it's nice to see that guy again. <laughs> Well, it's just the red zone offense has just been a struggle all year. Like they were, they, they used to be money in there. Uh, they called it the gold zone. You know, they used to be money, you know, within the 20 and they're, they're definitely not, uh, not there. I mean, maybe with Nathaniel Hackett having nothing to do, can they get him to come in and fix, fix the red zone offense? I don't know. Um, I know that's been mentioned, but I mean, after what, after what he did with in Denver, I don't think anybody's going to sniff around him. I mean, that was bad. But it's, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I know there's going to be some regression to the mean, so to speak, but this, I think this, I, this has been worse than I thought, you know, than I think we thought it was going to be. Uh, and then finally, more, speaking of Christian Watson, more injuries. Um, boy, Christian Watson cannot catch a break. Uh, we'll have to, you know, it's, we're still early in the week. We're not quite sure what the, what's going to hold for the Vikings, but. Uh, Watson missed time. Uh, who else? God, who else did we lose? It was Watson with a hip, Nixon with groin, Lowry with calf, and Nyman with shoulder. I mean, oof, guys. Like, those are key players, especially Nixon and Watson. And, I mean, Lowry, literally all of them. I mean, we can't afford to lose any of them. So, I just, God, I hope that. Uh, I don't know if all of them, I doubt all of them, but some of them are able to, uh, to come back next week because we're playing. I mean, the Vikings team that we're playing is a different Vikings team. I mean, we, we're not used to this team. We're not used to this Vikings. And so we need 
all hands on deck for this one. And I, I mean, Watson and Nixon, those are such key, key guys for us. And I just, yeah, I, I don't know. These are so, so prevalent and it, it just always sucks, you know? And I throw Nyman in there too, just because, you know, I, anytime Royce Newman's on the field is, you know, you're, you're playing with, I'm not even going to say fire. You're playing with dynamite there. Um, more, a couple stupid penalties. He held his own otherwise, but I just, I'd rather not have Royce Newman on the field, especially, you know, since each game is a one game season at this point. So we'll have to wait and see, but speaking ahead of the Vikings, uh, who, so they've already won the division. Um, you know, we were kind of thinking maybe, you know, if, if Philly would have been able to hang on against Dallas, Philly would have locked up the number one seed uh, in the NFC. But Minnesota is currently only a game ahead of San Francisco uh, for the second overall seed in the NFC. So they're going to have something to play for. So and there is no chance they are going to rest, rest their starters. Uh, but, you know, looking at the Vikings, this has been a very un-Vikings-like team. You know, they are now the owner of the largest comeback in NFL history, which I still can't believe is factually accurate. Uh, but they're also 11 and 0 in one score games. They have won, <laughs> they have won 12 games and they, 11 of those have been one score games. That is unbelievable. Um, you know, looking ahead to next year, if you're looking for a regression team, I think Minnesota is definitely one of them. But until then, Kevin O'Connell, to his credit, has got them playing some very good football. It's wild. I mean, it is. It is truly a wild, wild thing to um, witness this kind of just progression for the Vikings. I mean, we're not, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird because, I mean, usually it's the Packers that are on top and not the Vikings. And this is such I mean, this is a good team. They they obviously, they came back from a 33-point deficit to win it in overtime. And, I mean, this is a team that doesn't give up. It, it fights every second of every game. And they're going to make us fight, man. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like it has been the past, like, you know, forever long with when we play them. I mean, they are going to, they're going to make us just fight for our lives out there and we better be ready because I mean, you know, after, after yesterday we opened up, the Packers open up at, um, as three and a half point favorites, but, Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm that confident <laughs> three and a half points is like, nah, Maybe, maybe a little, like, I, I want us to win, obviously. And I, I think that we can, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play some good football. I mean, just like we did yesterday too. Um, but ideally we would be able to put two halves together. So. Yeah, you, you would hope. Um, and I think that, I think that spread is a little disrespectful to the Vikings to be perfectly honest. Um, I just, I, I don't understand that. I mean, I get it's Lambeau, it's January, they're a dome team. You know, the Packers have won three in a row, but Minnesota's tough, especially Justin Jefferson, who in theory could break, he could break the single season receiving record next week for yardage. I think he needs 240 some yards to hit 2000 
yards in a season, which has never happened before. And the way Joe Barry's defense can perform, I keep, <laughs> you know, if the Packers, if they guard him like they, you know, if they play him like they did in the first week of the season, he could break it next week. <laughs> um, very interested to see how the Packers attack him. I hope to God they put Alexander on him because it didn't work in week one. Uh, so, you know, that Jefferson and that offense are going to get fits. Kirk Cousins playing is playing well. You know, he's not throwing. You know, he's not, he's not making the turnovers or the mistakes that he has been. Uh, that's the, you know, the Shanahan offense that's there now has helped him just like it helped Rodgers, uh, when Matt LaFleur came in. So, uh, definitely something to watch there. Uh, and then, yep. I'm nervous. And then, but their defense, thankfully, is, is suspect. You know, I think, you know, in terms of watching how this game could play out, uh, it definitely could be a similar to last week against the Dolphins. Um, you know, they, they do have a chance to avenge that week one loss, but you know, I, th- I think it can be had, but again, once again, it's going to take a consistent effort. And I, I don't know that the Vikings are too good that I think the Packers, if they get themselves into a two score deficit, I'm not sure they can make that comeback. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I think. I think anything is possible. We've seen that this season in the NFL, just in general, literally anything is possible, but um, they better be ready. They better, they better be ready for a good team because that is what this Vikings team is. And they are not going to lay down and, and let us walk all over them. So they better be ready to fight uh, every, every minute of next week's game. Otherwise, you know, we won't get that win and, and our playoffs hopes will be a, a drop in the bucket. But, you know, I think, you know, they know that, that all the players are fully aware of what's on the line and they are playing like they know what's on the line as well. So that makes a difference. And when the Packers are underdogs and when they are counted out, that's when they play their best ball. And Hopefully they'll continue to. Yeah, you know, at least considering, you know, at four and eight, the games are meaningful. You know, there's only two games left in the season. Uh, they still need some help. You know, this is not, they, they do not control their own destiny right now, but they're playing meaningful football right now, which given where they were just a few weeks ago, it's, it's an improvement. So it stinks that it's come to this. You know, I think we all had higher expectations for the season, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, they they have a chance. That's all. We, that's all we can ask for, I guess. So that will take care of it for us this week. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully breaking down a win over the Vikings uh, at Lambeau Field, and that we are talking clinching scenarios for the playoffs for the following week. Um, if not, if not, we'll be talking about a preseason game. So either way, uh, Packers have they're, they're still in it. So. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, Go Pack Go. Thanks, everyone. Go Pack Go. We'll see you next week.